Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is season seven, episode number 22. And if you're keeping track at home, that's 297 episodes. My name is Britt. My name is Craig. And Craig, everything is stupid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This this season, and I... I know people are sitting there going, oh, he complains about the fucking seasons every year. Yeah, this one's been weird. This one's been dumb. Dumb is the, is my only really real description of it. It is weird. With the Chiefs beating the Bengals this past weekend, the only one of our pot So our podcasting crew is five people. It's the two of us. It's our contributors, Sean and Cinch, and it's the source who works in a shadowy realms background who sometimes sends us info and sometimes doesn't. Right. But between the five of us, we follow four teams, and only my team is going to the playoff, and I don't feel good about it at all. Uh, no, no. The, the Chiefs have not really looked good. <laughs> no, I think I think they're going to win their first game because it's going to be well. I, we'll get to that in a minute. Maybe not even that. But let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so tonight I have a Guinness, although it is a non-alcoholic Guinness, but it's a Guinness. It's nice. Is is the NA Guinness as good as the regular? It, actually, it's very good. The only difference is, as someone who's drinking, drinking, drunken, drinking a lot of Guinnesses, mm-hmm. Guinnesses. Yeah, um, it's. It doesn't have like that full, like kind of mouth feel when you drink it. So I would say it's not, not as, as I don't want to use the word heavy. Thick. Yeah, it's not as like thick. It's a little bit thinner, but the taste is there. So see, I like the taste of Guinness. I don't like that fullness. That that that's. I think that's why I dislike stouts in general. Is I drink half a stout and I feel like I just ate an entire meal. Yeah. So actually, you know, if you ever you know have the chance to try one of these, you might like it if you do actually like Guinness, but don't like the whole fullness feeling so I, I will have to i will have to try that i'll have to try that i am drinking a kent falls beer i picked up a couple weeks ago um which is really good and the name of the beer is some vague reassurance that everything is going to be all right <laughs> that's the full name of the beer oh god it's, IP, it's a new england ipa uh made with northeastern grown grains hopped with bitter gold and citra it is really nice really really nice i gotta try and find this again i I really like kent falls is one of the places that's become a go-to for me we all know my love of awkward hug and double awkward hug i'm gonna have to actually try to go there this spring summer yeah when it's not 20 degrees outside (laughs) i got a couple of the the connecticut beer trail passports for christmas Hmm. um my wife bought me one and then the source bought us each one So now all of a sudden I've got three of them, which was really awkward because I was so excited to get a Christmas morning that I sent it to the podcasters. So the source is like, wait a minute. Oh, shit. He's already got one. (laughs) Oh, so we now have three. So Christy's plan is to use one as kind of the whoever's with us passport. Mm. Because you get you get discounts. You get two for one beers with the passport. Oh, that's that's nice your first beer and, and sometimes it's style limited but usually it's two for one draft beer so yeah we so we definitely need to start hitting a couple of these places once the weather clears up although we're supposed to get some nasty weather this weekend here on the east coast so who knows but all right let's just jump right in burning hot takes what have you got for me this week uh, um i just know, threw you right into the bus there you did because i had it open before i had all my discord problems so now the window's closed but um, oh my god Discord, if you're listening to us, please find a way to make sure your updates don't reset our freaking settings every time you update. Yeah, that was that was annoying. That was 20 minutes of saying what the fuck constantly. Craig is like, I can't, I can't get into the channel. I can't hear you. My mic isn't recognizing. And I'm like, oh crap! You just said you just opened Discord. He's like, yeah. I'm like, check all your settings. Uh, oh, what? Yeah. So, be, listen. There's a whole we can, and I'm sure we'll get into it later as not a burning hot take because it's really not. Oh, we could just, we could, or we could get into whatever it is now. That's fine too. I, the listen, and I know this sounds tinfoil hatish, so we'll just get right into it. No, let's just do it. Since since the NFL and Vegas have become best friends, ever the culinary union, yeah, and the culinary mm-hmm. union has taken over the NFL. Yep, I'm just saying, 
the quality of refereeing and calls has degraded immensely. <laughs> and now and I know every year, every year we say, yep, oh, the referee missed that call. The referee missed. And you know what? It would happen. It would happen like, say, one or two times a month. Be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they blew that call. Blah. But now it's like yep. every single week, one or two games every week, something stupid happens and it's like a game changing thing. Like and that's it. Like it, the it, it like the uh, happening in the last few minutes. Exactly. Like the um the Lions game, for example. That's one oh, where that they, two point conversion. The two point conversion and the lineman who they said didn't report in, but you watch on the video he did report in and the referee told mm-hmm. the Dallas huddle. Like what is like what? <laughs> And then not, you know, and again, I really thought the Bengals were going to lose every game they played after Burrow got hurt. But that wasn't intentional grounding. It was not intentional grounding. I, what? There was um, a Chris, Chris, Chris Jones. Jones his, hel- his helmet was past the ball. On the oh, not, line. Even, not even his helmet passed the ball. His hand was even with the ball. He was in the <laughs> neutral zone. Chris Jones frequently lines up in a neutral zone. He is, if you, if you watch Chiefs football, on a regular basis, there's two things you're going to see. You're going to see Jones offsides at some point, and you're going to see number 74 commit a holding penalty. That's <laughs> I, I don't even bother to remember the dude's name because that's all I know is holding 74 offense happens at least once a game because he is the worst offensive lineman ever, and he's on the end, and he always has to deal with an edge rusher. So those are yep. the two guarantees you're going to have in a Chief game in general. You know Now... They weren't the last play of the game, but they mm-hmm. certainly affected the flow of the game. I would say the Kadarius Tony call, very influential near the end of the game. Only one more play after that. Yep. The Lions call, where the two-point conversion was nullified, very influential because they only had one more play after that. Yep. Um, I, I, I think, I, I, but there, there is something to be said. The officiating has certainly come under scrutiny again. And while I understand the integrity of the game needs to be upheld, finding the people who show that you are not doing your job hmm. is not the right way to deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Patrick Mahomes threw his helmet and then said bad things during the press conference. Yes. Yes, he did. And? <laughs> and? I've often said if I were if I were a coach in any sport, when stuff like that happened, I would go to the person in our locker room and say, "Here's a hundred dollars. Go get me an entire wad of singles, fast. I don't care where you get them. Go get a hundred <laughs> singles." Because when I walk to that podium, I would walk up and I would say, "Before I take any questions, let me just go through this." I take out the wad of cash and I would start counting it onto the podium, while I ripped the refs a new one. <laughs> Well, what are you doing? I'm just getting I'm just getting ready for my fine here. I'm just counting out these singles for my fine <laughs> because I know it's coming because the league can't do anything but punish the people who show that it doesn't know what it's doing. Mm-hmm. It, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. We can debate. I mean, the, the, the source has been adamant on the whole Kadarius Tony thing. Kadarius Tony was on sites. Yes, he was. I know he could check with the official. Yes, he could have. But you know, up until that point, how many times that exact penalty had been called all season? Three. Over like 700 offensive plays. Yep. You're telling me that that's con- con- it's coincidence that a play that is called 99.9% of the time not a penalty because the officials want the game to flow is suddenly not enforced in that moment? I can't buy it. Yeah. I can't no, buy no, it. No, and I know it's, it's hard to compare sports, but... Unless the umpire's name is Angel Hernandez, by the second oh. inning, everyone knows where the strike zone is, and it's him and DB Buckner. It it kind of stays there, and it doesn't D. really move. That's the other name, yep. yes. But unless you're one of them, it, the strike zone can literally be anywhere. It could be behind you, for all you know. So <laughs> I I called I called amateur softball games once upon a time, and I'm not saying that amateur softball games are anything like the NFL or like calling Major League Baseball. I remember my very first game behind the plate. Strike. The guy who was the head of the umpires union, yes, yeah, strike, <laughs> was my partner because it was a two-man crew. 
and I was calling a deep strike zone. Because in softball, you know, sometimes the ball lands and where it lands, but I was calling a deep strike zone. So around the third or fourth inning, one of the guys from the other team didn't like it and went to his part, went to my partner, the, the head of this officiating, and said, your guy calls the worst strike zone I've ever seen. And he goes, what's wrong with it? And he goes, well, it's deep. He goes, is it consistent? Well, yeah, every time it's deep, he calls it a strike. So you're telling me the strike zone's established and you just don't like it? And he just stared at him. And he said, if he's calling a deep strike zone, then back up and swing at the deep balls. So that a guy comes up the next time, like in the seventh inning, and he comes up and he steps all the way to the back of the box. He asks the catcher to move over a foot. (laughs) And he decides to actually bat with the deeper strike zone. First pitch, obviously the pitcher's used to my strike zone now. He knows what I'm going to call a strike. He throws the pitch, and this guy cranks it out of the ballpark. Like, drives it. Like, I mean, it's a softball field. It's only like 300, yeah, yeah, 300 yeah. feet. Drives it like 300 feet dead over center. Like, like the center field just looked up and went, watched it go. And starts running the bases. And it's like, if it's consistent, it's fine. The problem with NFL officiating is it's not consistent. And it's especially not consistent in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, the last couple weeks. You don't want <clears> scrutiny? <throat> Be consistent. You cannot start calling things that you let slide in the third quarter because there's under a minute to play. Right. Exactly. That's it. Well, if you want something to be more depressed about. <laughs> sure. I, I'm, I'm going to bring up the elephant in the room. Because it's time for another episode of My Name is Aaron Rodgers. Please pay attention to me. <laughs> Where this week, Aaron Rodgers... Went on the Pat McAfee show As and one made does. some comments. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the quote. Give me a minute. Oh, blah 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 blah. Oh, I love the dead spin title. <laughs> so I just searched Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel. And a Deadspin article comes up right away that says, Butthurt Aaron Rodgers claims Jimmy Kimmel is on travel log. (laughs) Oh my God, that's awesome. I'm trying to find the exact quote. Uh, Where is he? I want to make sure I quote him properly. I can't find it. Ah, where is it? Come, I can't find it. All right, so I'm just going to have to generalize here because I'm not going to waste everybody's time. Aaron Rodgers essentially said in a nutshell that he can't wait for the Epstein list to drop. Uh Uh-huh. And he's going to open a bottle of champagne because there's people out there who should be afraid that their name will be on it like Jimmy Kimmel. The supposed Epstein list is supposedly a covert list of every person who engaged in pedophilia with Epstein. So you basically just call Jimmy Kimmel a pedophile. Which, if in your England, is pronounced pedophile, which is weird. And not Peter-file. Not Peter-file. <laughs> if you watch the IT crowd. <laughs> it's an IT crowd reference. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so basically, he called him a pedophile because Aaron Rodgers was salty because Jimmy Kimmel took a swipe at him on his late show a couple times. I got a couple of problems with this. Number one... Aaron Rodgers has become your garden variety beta male beta male troll. There, I'm just gonna say it that way. He's bored. He's injured. He's irrelevant. Bottom line, he's irrelevant. So he's t- he, he's punching up at anybody who he can get to pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Kimmel's just his latest thing. Let's remind ourselves. I think, ourselves, Jimmy, I think it started. Guy. I think it started because I think Kimmel made a. Why I don't remember oh, when it happened. Jokes. I think he made a joke about his the vaccine status when Aaron Rodgers said he wasn't. He was, but he wasn't. I think that's yeah. where this whole thing like started. Oh, so it's Jimmy Kimmel's fault because he caught Aaron Rodgers in a lie. I mean, right. that's essentially what you break it down to, right? I right. mean, yep. Uh, so he goes on Pat McAfee on Tuesday. He makes this claim this morning, Wednesday. January the 3rd. Say the 3rd? Say the 3rd. Uh, t- y- yes. 
Pat McAfee has to come on the air and apologize for, quote, being a part of, end quote, the joke. Because it's not funny and Jimmy Kimmel's already threatening lawsuits. Rogers needs to stop. No mm-hmm. one thinks you're funny. No one thinks you're worthy of this time. All you do when you stand in front of a media person is bend over and show your naked ass. You did it here. You did it him when you called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer. You did it to yourself when you lied to the media and said, I'm immunized. You did it in Chicago when you told fans that you owned them. All you have done the last two years is shown that you are a classless asshole. It's time to stop. And it's just, it drives me freaking nuts. And by the way, Pat McAfee's show is on ESPN, which also owns ABC, which shows Jimmy Kimmel live. That's right. So I have in my head. <laughs> and we all know who owns all of that. <laughs> the mouse. Mm-hmm. The mouse. You may remember this. Years and years and years ago, when ABC got bought out by Disney, Howard Stern did a skit where he had somebody do a Mickey Mouse voice and pretend he was calling the president of ABC and issuing orders. Oh, yeah, with the Rosie and Barr. Yeah. (laughs) Bitch goes now! Was like one of the lines in it. You know, it was like, oh, we know Roseanne's under contract. No, bitch goes now! Was part of the joke. I feel like that happened here. Like, ESPN got the phone call and goes, do you know who this is? Are we going to (laughs) stop fucking around here? You know, it was just, I was just like, oh, my God. So, I so I, I guess so. I've been on a little tirade here. My question to you is: This as big a deal as I see it as, or is this just a joke that failed to land on Rogers's part? Mm. Yeah, I mean, part. I mean, part of me wants to hope that he was tr- he was trying to make a joke like Jimmy Kimmel does at, on late night, and I think he. And if he did, he really, really missed the mark. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it was a joke done very, very poorly as opposed to him being serious. So. Oh, here's the quote. There's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that list doesn't come out. Really? Really? It's not funny to call people a pedophile. No. Particularly for a guy who is exactly one more Super Bowl ring than I have, <laughs> and has has played has played very, very few moments of football this year, like literally, like probably seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! Why is my computer talking? Stop that! I don't know. I just I can't. And I just I I, I said to my wife tonight to drive home. She's like, "What are you guys going to talk about tonight?" I'm like, "Everywhere I turn today." was people just being jerks to each other. Like, Jason Whitlock outed himself as a guy who watches porn on his computer and then Wait, got what? angry when people pointed it out. Oh, you didn't see this? No, I didn't. No, I did not. <laughs> so Jason Whitlock tweets out a picture of his computer where he's looking at NFL scores, oh. but the banner ad is for something a little saucy oh. and a little racy, mm-hmm. and he puts the picture online and says, I just wanted to check NFL scores, and this disgusting ad came up. And immediately the internet let him know that those ads are generated by third-party vendors based off of your search history. <laughs> like, I plan a lot of... My wife and I like to cruise, like, every three or four years, and it's one of those things that I go down the rabbit hole. When I'm going to take a cruise somewhere... I spend hours on the internet looking at different cruises, different cruise lines, destinations, ratings, all that stuff, to the point where if I go to any site, I get ads for cruise lines. Because my search history is almost all cruise lines. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you get something racy in your banner ad suggests that you are looking at racy shit. So he looks like an asshole on Twitter, (laughs) One of his former co-workers at Fox Sports retweets it and it's just like, I don't even know what to say about this. And he goes after her and says stuff like, it's not my fault you're a failure at every place you've ever been. Keep my name out of your mouth, basically. That's not a quote, but that was the general idea. 
And then people are like, whoa, whoa, why are you going after her? Because you're stuck searching for porn. <laughs> Didn't he? Um, and then. Who did he play for? Sorry. Jason, oh, no, Jason Whitlock's the, he's a sports writer. Yeah, I know, but I thought he played. Maybe he just played in college. You're thinking of Andrew. Uh, what's, what's his name? The guy who was a lineman for the Rams. Yes, I am. Yeah, different guy. Okay. Different guy. Yep. This guy's gotten fired everywhere he goes because he likes to be controversial. Like ESPN used to use him as a sit-in on things like Around the Horn or Pardon the Interruption, and then they, he got too too bizarre, so they ended up firing him, and then Fox Sports picked him up. I think Fox Sports has kind of minimized him now over time because he's even too more extreme for them. But it hit a crescendo today when Buffalo Wild Wings jumped into the fray. Buffalo Wild Wing tweeted out a picture that they took and said, I just went to check the football scores and this delicious looking ad came up. And it's almost <laughs> the exact same screen Jason Whitlock was looking at, but the banner ad is for Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> so he's even getting trolled by major restaurants over this. So uh, so here comes, here comes Brett after a week off. And I need to get caught up on NFL news, right? So, okay, let's see what we got. Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. Okay, I knew I knew that. There's got to be something. Oh, Jason Whitlock is being an asshole. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. There's got to be other things. It was all just kind of like doom and gloom bullshit today. Yeah, because that's... And uh, then... Yeah, yeah. And then I go to Prep America's favorite game. There are zero games of 50 plus. Uh, and there are seven games <laughs> under 40. Oh, God, that's... Isn't that every game? <laughs> what the hell happened to scoring in the last month? Um, the referee said no. Unless... Craig, go back go un- back like six episodes, and you're going to find me saying things like, all right, we got four games over 50 and nothing under 40. And now we have everything is under 40. Yeah. I mean, unless you're playing a team and their, their secondary consists of players um, named Eli Apple. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, you know, and another team almost puts up 60 points on you. Just saying. I just, I don't understand. The scoring just fell off a goddamn cliff this year. Yeah. Did, Is it related to the umpires? Maybe. I mean, I think it's related to the, it's related to the, to the refs. And I think it's related to the fact that half the NFL starting quarterbacks aren't playing. Dead. They're just, they're dead. dead. And at any given time, any given game, like four more of them could get hurt. <laughs> yeah like the rams the rams and, are starting carson wentz this week yeah because the rams don't care if they win or lose yeah because they're in they're in officially aren't they oh uh, hold on i get the player picture because that's next on our agenda tonight the rams are are they clinched they're in a playoff spot and yes they are clinched they are clinched to a playoff spot yeah because that's where we're going to spend some time today instead of america's favorite game we're going to spend some time in the playoff picture and trying to figure out how this is going to happen but i mean it's it's so yeah, so this so this week, if I sound a little annoyed, it's mainly because the universe has decided that everybody's gonna be. It's 2024, and apparently our New Year's resolution in the sports world was to be assholes to everybody else. Mm-hmm. I also saw. Yeah, you're gonna be angry at me. I was on Twitter. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to go on Twitter. <laughs> the judge and my doctor told me not to, but I did. Um, some some of the other podcasts and some of the other content providers out there are getting shit on for bad predictions. Are they? I saw, <clears throat> I saw, I saw George Edwards from fantasy and frame F- frames have to stand up. He's a guy who started right around the same time we did. And he has built a fantastic team and puts out fantastic content, particularly in the IDP realm. If you want IDP advice and you're not listening to fantasy and frames, then you're stupid. I'm just going <laughs> to say it, you're stupid. They do amazing work there. Apparently one or two of his guys got, took shots for preseason predictions that didn't come out to pass. I mean, really? Really? Cuz cuz let's let's go down the hypothetical road if if you took the way Joe Burrow was playing and he didn't break his wrist, would would the Ravens be atop the AFC North? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's right? <laughs> the hypothetical to happen every year, right? Mm-hmm. What if? Like there's a great one right now in terms of the AFC AFC playoff picture. The Chiefs are locked into the three seed. Just really quick, and we'll finish this topic. Just a great example. The Chiefs are locked into the three seed because they lost to the Bills. Mm-hmm. If that Kadarius Tony thing doesn't happen, 
if the official actually issues a warning like they do every time other than that moment, then the Chiefs win that game. The Chiefs are now the two seed. Well, what does that matter? It matters because now they may not host another game. They may host opening weekend and that's it. Based on what happens in the other games. Well, that's not true. They got to host the first two. But they would have a chance to host the AFC Championship, which is highly unlikely. And they probably have to play the Ravens in the second week. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true either. But they, they, they're definitely, if they've had to play the Ravens or the or the, the team that wins the AFC East, it'll be on the road. Mahomes has never won a playoff game on the road. He hasn't? No. I don't think he's actually ever played one. Because that year they were the two seed and got the bye. The, uh, whoever was the one seed got upset and ended up hosting the AFC Championship. So the Chiefs have ne- Mahomes has never played so a road they, playoff game. They lost to the they lost to the Bucks at home. When that was the Super went, Bowl. Oh, that's right. Duh. That was neutral site. Oh yeah, neutral site. Duh. Oh wait, no, that was the so Patriots. Was, what didn't he lose a playoff game to Brady? His first the, his first start season. No. Hmm. That was Alex Smith. Because oh. he didn't start. That was Alex Smith's last year. Yes. Yes, they lost in New England. No, that was not Mahomes. Mahomes start became a starter a year later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so you, you can get into that. My whole point is you can get into this what if. Well, if this had happened, if that had happened. Yeah, that's the way football rolls. That's just the 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 the, the nature of the game. Injuries are a part of the game. You know, I <laughs> I'm just tired of all the negative news. I just I have not been able to sit and actually enjoy a football game since I got back from Vegas. <laughs> See that? Not, and I enjoy See that Vegas Vegas corrupted game. you. <laughs> Vegas did corrupt me. I I yeah. Yeah. So really quick side, and I don't want to talk about the playoff picture more in depth. Uh latest odds from FanDuel to win the MVP. You got you have to bet on one of these. You tell me who you're taking. Okay. Rock Purdy at plus twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott at plus sixteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Or Lamar Jackson at negative twenty thousand. I mean, I guess. I mean, if we're gambling, right? I would say Brock Purdy. <laughs> negative twenty thousand. Why would I? Why would I bet that? <laughs> I, if I'm doing the math right in my head, that means a hundred dollars returns a hundred and two. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You have to wager fifty dollars to win one. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I would put. I'd rather put twenty dollars on Brock Purdy. <laughs> twenty dollars on Brock Purdy is going to return you five hundred bucks. See that? <laughs> I was just. I'm like. I looked at these numbers and I went, "This is a little out there, kids." Honestly, I'd put I'd put ten bucks on on ten bucks on Dak Prescott and sleep like a baby because if there's anybody who's going to be the darling of the media, it's going to be a, a freaking cowboy. I mean, it would be if is... they if they win a playoff game, which is unlikely. Well, we'll get into that right now because the likelihood goes up based on these standings. So let's hmm. jump over and talk about the playoff picture. All right. As it stands right now, the Ravens are the one seed, and they are locked into the one seed. No one can catch them. They will have home field for as long as they stay alive. The two seed is currently the Dolphins, and they have secured a playoff berth, but they can still lose a division, which would knock them all the way down to the sixth seed. That's why Dolphins-Bills is the Sunday night game, because the winner of that game is going to win the division. Okay. So no buy on the line, but home field advantage on the line. The Chiefs are locked into the three seed, but they're a game behind the Dolphins. But why if the Dolphins lose? If the Dolphins lose and the Chiefs win, then the Chiefs would be tied with the Bills, and the Bills won head-to-head, so the Bills would be the two seed. Mm -hmm. See how important that game is now? Now Kansas City is literally playing for nothing. The the teams that can catch them are teams they have the tiebreaker over, so they're, they're locked into the three. The four seed is currently the Jaguars, but it could be the Colts. If the Jaguars lose and the Colts win. So that's still up in the air. The five seed is the Browns. Deep breath. <laughs> Somehow, the Cleveland Browns are 11-5. and five. Joe Flacco is elite. 
we were so wrong about the Browns, but nobody saw Flacco coming in and nobody saw Flacco being this effective. So the Bills are currently the sixth seed, but that can change based on what happens with the Dolphins. The Dolphins could become the new six and the Colts are currently the seventh seed. So let's talk about the scenarios. Get comfy. Okay, I'm ready. Miami, Miami's in the playoffs, but they win the AFC East division with a win or a tie. Easy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jacksonville clinches the South division title if they win or if they tie and Indy Houston ties. So basically Jacksonville is winning in. Jacksonville also can win a playoff berth if they tie and Pittsburgh loses or if Pittsburgh, Denver, Pittsburgh and Denver both lose and Houston Indy doesn't end in a tie. So there's a backdoor way. Even if Jacksonville loses, they can still go to the playoffs with Pittsburgh and Denver losing. All right, so that's so that's the that's that's that that's Jacksonville. Buffalo wins, Buffalo wins the title. Buffalo can still make the playoffs if they tie, Pittsburgh loses or ties, Jacksonville loses or ties, or Houston and Indy tie against each other. So Buffalo can still back off back into the playoffs. Indianapolis wins the South Division if they win and Jacksonville loses the end. Jacksonville loses and Indy doesn't lose. Indianapolis wins the AFC South. Indianapolis wins the AFC South. Wow. Hmm. If Indy wins, they're in with a playoff berth. They get the wild card regardless. Houston can also win the AFC South. If they win and Jacksonville loses, then Houston can clinch the AFC South. Houston can also clinch a playoff berth if they win and Jacksonville loses and Pittsburgh loses. But if Houston wins and Jacksonville loses, they're going to win the division anyway. So last but not least, hope you're sitting down. (laughs) I'm I'm sitting. (laughs) Here comes the basketball scenarios where the Pittsburgh Steelers can make the playoffs. Okay. Easy ones. If Pittsburgh wins... And either Buffalo or Jacksonville lose, they're in. Either or. Okay. They can also get in if they win and Houston and Indy tie. They can also get in if they tie their game and Jacksonville loses and Houston Indy doesn't end in a tie. They can also get in without a win. If Pittsburgh loses, they can get in when Jacksonville loses, Denver wins, and Houston Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So we are in week 18 and there are... Three slots and one, two, three, four, five, six different teams that could claim them. This is a shit show. That's Whoa. a mess. And I hope the I hope the NFC is easier. <laughs> it's not. So let's oh. break this down first. Okay. Does Miami beat Bo- does Miami beat Buffalo at home this week? Your thoughts. Uh, this Miami and Buffalo in January in Miami. Oh, in Miami. I thought it was in Buffalo. Uh, no, it's in Miami is a three point underdog. Yeah. After what the 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 Ravens did. Yeah. I I think it's going to be Buffalo. All right. So that means Buffalo is going to win the division, which means how does Miami get in? No, Miami's already in. So Buffalo wins a division. And that means Miami becomes a wild card. So then it comes to Jacksonville win. Uh, da, 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 da. Who's Jacksonville playing? Where is it? The Colts? No. At Tennessee. Hmm. Does Jacksonville beat Tennessee this week? Uh, no. I think no. Mm, no. I see. I feel like something's going to get spoiled this weekend. And it that I feel like that has one of the higher probabilities. Okay, so if Jacksonville loses, they could lose the AFC South. Does Indianapolis beat Houston in Houston? No. So that means Houston has 10 wins. That means Houston would win the division. Houston win a Jacksonville loss or tie. Okay, so that would mean Houston wins the division. Houston's the four seed. Buffalo would be the six seed. And then Pittsburgh would be winning in. So does Pittsburgh win at Baltimore with Baltimore probably resting most of its people? Hmm. Hmm. And where's the game? 
uh, in Baltimore. Yeah, and mostly everyone's going to be not playing or playing half a game. Hmm. Yeah, then I guess, I mean, it doesn't really matter if Baltimore loses, right? There's no way they can not lose. Not for them. No, yeah. No, they've got a two-game advantage on the on the home field. Well, yeah, then, you know, I can see them losing it, but it can't, like, if it doesn't matter, then, yeah. Especially if... So Pittsburgh... Yeah. That would make Pittsburgh the seventh seed. That would put Pittsburgh in the playoffs. So that would, therefore, set up Pittsburgh at Buffalo, Miami at Kansas City, and Cleveland at Houston. Ladies and gentlemen, what a time to be alive. <laughs> in 2024, we could see Cleveland at Houston in the first round of the playoffs. Man, who would have thought? If you, What if I told you, what if I went back in time and I told you in 2018 that was going to happen? <laughs> I, I would be like, Cleveland hasn't won a game in two years. There's no <laughs> way that's going to happen. <laughs> wow. All right, so let's look at the NFC side of the board. Sure. Current standings now. San Francisco is locked up. Um, the bye, they're all set. Dallas has secured a playoff spot, but has not secured a division. Detroit has secured a division, and I'm pretty sure they're locked into the three spot. They may have a shot at the two. And Tampa Bay sits in the four, but has not locked up anything. So in both conferences, there are two teams in the Eastern Conference that are in the playoffs, but we're not sure which one's going to win a division. And there's like three teams in the South that could all still make the playoffs in both conferences. Mm-hmm. How bizarre this is. Philly sits as the five seed right now. The Rams are, are clinched at the six seed. And then the seven seed right now is green Bay, but that could change. So here's how this changes. If Dallas wins, they win the division. If Philly loses, they win the division. Dallas is at Washington. Philly mm-hmm. is at the giants. Mm-hmm. I don't see either any way either one of those teams lose. Can you see Dallas losing at Washington this week? Uh, I mean, Dallas has been bad on the road. It's bad on the road. What's is what's the weather like in Washington? It's gonna be snowy as f because it's just south of us. That's true, and also, I mean, and it's a division game, and that can always get weird. Same thing about Philly at the Giants. Are the Giants coming here trying to play spoiler? And they might because Philadelphia has not been really up to par, which is kind of funny because I I work with a Philadelphia fan and he was like, they are not going to be as good this year. Philly and Kansas City, the two teams that looked unstoppable on playoff runs last year, both are exceptionally vulnerable right now. Both of them are. All right. So Dallas at Washington pick. Washington. Okay. Philly at Giants. Mm, Philly. That means Philly wins the division. So Philly would win the division and Dallas would drop to a wild card slot. Tampa Bay makes the make wins the division if they win or if they tie and New Orleans loses. So New Orleans could still win a division at nine and so they both they're both eight and eight. So New Orleans could still win a division. New Orleans is playing at home against Atlanta. Atlanta also has an outside shot for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So New Orleans at home against Atlanta. I like New Orleans, right? Yeah, New Orleans. I would take New Orleans. Okay, there. so New Orleans is going to have nine wins. Tampa at Carolina. Yeah, Tampa. So Tampa win the division then. So it'll be San Fran, Philly, Detroit, Tampa in that order. Detroit can actually move up to the two seed in that scenario too, but we'd have to see tiebreakers. The Rams are locked in, which means there's one playoff spot left. Green Bay, Seattle, Minnesota, and Atlanta. Mm. Four teams, one spot. All right. Say that. Say the list again. Green Bay. Yep. Seattle, mm-hmm. Minnesota, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Uh, I lean Seattle. Okay. So you already said Atlanta's going to lose, right? Yes. So that takes them out of the mix. Minnesota would have to win in Detroit to put themselves in the conversation. Hmm. Detroit's still Detroit's still playing for seeding. They're not going to rest their starters. They are not, no. I think Detroit beats Minnesota easily, right? Yeah, this Minnesota team, I don't think it really has has like a real chance. 
let's take Minnesota and Atlanta out of the conversation. New Orleans is in. That means there's one spot for Tampa, Green Bay, or Seattle. Now, if Tampa loses, that puts them at eight and nine. That means Green Bay would be winning in. And if Green Bay lost and Seattle won, Seattle would be in. Seattle's playing at Arizona. Hmm. Uh, I think I don't know what to make of this team. I think Arizona used up their magic. Like they, they got that big win against Philadelphia. I don't think I don't know if they can do it. Like I think they're still going to be mentally exhausted from last week to beat Seattle. All right, and then the other option is Green Bay hosting the Bears. Can Green Bay win at home against the Bears? Yes. And Green Bay's in. And Green Bay's in. And the only thing that changes here is New Orleans becomes the four seed, and you liked Philly over to the Giants, right? Yes. So that puts them into the two seed. So you would have San Francisco, Philadelphia, Detroit, New Orleans, Dallas, L.A., Green Bay, which means you got Green Bay at Philadelphia. It's a lot of green in that game right there. Yes. (laughs) You'd have the Rams at Detroit, which is fascinating. That would be interesting. And you would have the Cowboys pissed off in the five slot (laughs) going to New Orleans. You would have the 11 and six Cowboys going to the nine and eight (laughs) Saints. And the Saints get the upset. (laughs) That would be freaking awesome. Imagine that. Derek Carr beats the Cowboys. (laughs) That oh my God. Are you kidding? Is there is there a path for them to win this Super Bowl and for Derek Carr to just walk around on a float flipping people off and going, Hey Raiders? Can you imagine fans? Raider fans, hey, you're number one. That would be number one. That would be amazing. It'd be exceptional. I would pay pay per view money to watch that. I, I would fly us down for that, I think. <laughs> First off, you'd be in the middle of Mardi Gras. That's true. So That is true. You know. All right. We, we're actually, believe it or not, running out of time. So let's move on. To, so these are the scenarios. These are what we think is going to happen. We'll see how it works out next week. DFS. The, your season's over. You have nothing better to do with your time. Don't fool anybody. Play DFS. That should be like DraftKings' new slogan. <laughs> Uh, just really quick, I like Geno Smith this week. He's only 6,100. I think Craig is right. Arizona is out of mojo. I like I like Geno Smith at quarterback. Is there anybody you like in particular quarterback this week? Um, I I like Geno for the for the price. Um, I don't think That's I'm really gonna. Price. I don't think I'm gonna overthink uh quarterback this week too much. Or try not to. The only to. other person I would like would be Tyrod Taylor at 5,300, but I think I'd rather spend up for Gino. Yeah, agreed. Running back. There is no value at running back. Pick two reliable people. The two reliable... Well, I, I I was going to go James Conner and Brees Hall, but I don't trust Conner. So I'm probably... Actually, I'm going Brees Hall, and I'm probably going Ty J Spears. Spears is only 4,600. I think Jacksonville is going to be worn out a little bit. Historically... Uh, Tennessee does run well against Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I, I and, and Tennessee's going to see snowed like the day before, so the ground might be a little little slick. It might be more of a running game. So I like Brees Hall, and I like Ty J Spears. Who do you like at running back? Uh, running back, hmm. You know, I do agree with you. There's no real, there's no real, real value. Like, most people are going to be between – 6,800 and like 5,000, depending on what you want to spend it on. Yeah. Like, <sighs> what do you think like, about Jamal Williams at 5,200 in a game at New Orleans? After, after his week last week, and he ran like the running back I thought he would be at the beginning of the year. I right. don't mind that at 5,200. I think that's, I think that's pretty good, you know, and, and if it's going to, if it's going to snow and it's a division game, Brian Robinson Jr., He's only 5,400. Just saying, maybe. <laughs> Against a Dallas defense that has really been making its mark by over-pursuing the passer last couple yep. weeks. Yeah, I can see that. And then if you want to if you want to pay up, probably I would probably go with James Conner like, as the most expensive. I just don't know that he's going to... He's such a coin flip. I love him, and he's such a coin flip. I want to use him. I just can't bring myself to do it. 
Uh, wide receiver, Darius Slayton's only 4,000, but again, weather, so I'm not touching it. Demario Douglas is only 4,400, not touching it because of weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wandale Robinson, 4,200, not touching it because of weather. <laughs> hey, look, Brandon Cooks, 5,200 in weather. So All I'm weather. looking down. I'm looking down the list this week. You want to know one of the people I'm reaching for this week? The Chiefs are targeting Richie James a little bit more, and the Chargers Who? defense sucks. <laughs> Richie James, the guy who's our return specialist, oh, he's been getting targets. So I like him this week, and he's only 3,000. He's a risky play, guys. Do not go nuts on it. You, I, I want to pay up for Chris Olave. 6,700, but I think he's going to get to 16 points, and that's going to be a pretty good uh, turnaround. I also like Tyler Lockett. 5,600 in Arizona. I think all three of those are reasonable plays, but I am going to avoid any games that are outdoors on the East Coast this weekend. No, the I, Giants, I agree. That's the Washington, Jets, Washington, and Philly are all home. Those are all games to avoid with wide receivers. <clears throat> any other thoughts? No, I totally agree with you. Like the weather on the East Coast is going to be really bad. So definitely pick I mean, West, our, West Coast games like, you know, or dome or dome or dome like, you know, the Rams and the 49ers, for example, or it's uh, well, it's, uh, you know, Seattle and Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our, our accumulation numbers are down, but that's only because they think it's going to be ice. Hmm. Great. That's better. No. <laughs> Tight end, uh, you know, I look at my rankings and the first name that pops to the top of the list is Tyler Conklin because he's only 3,300, but he's in New England, so I'm not touching that game. Um, I'm honestly, I, I want to use Evan Ingram because he's 5,400 and Jacksonville seems to be going to him a little bit more, but again, outdoors, East Coast-ish. So uh, honestly, I'm looking at, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Crap, where'd he go? I might spend up for Trey McBride at 6000 That's really expensive, but it's either him or George Kittle at 5200 Maybe George Kittle at 5200 is a better option. Mm-hmm. So I might I might go there. But, I mean, San Francisco doesn't really need to win anything this weekend. They've already got stuff tied up. So how much is he actually going to play? I don't know. Um, Kyle Pitts is a waste of my time. I can't even believe his name just left my mouth. <laughs> Can you pay up for Sam Laporta at 6200 I, that would be the most I would pay for, pay up for. I might have to go. I might have to chalk this up to Sam Laporta at 6,200. Where's my buddy? Travis Kelsey. He's 6,600. Yeah, no, I, I would not touch Travis. I, I would I would probably look at Sam Laporta. And then defenses. You spent a ton of money on everything else because I'm avoiding like literally four games off the slate in my mind. So, you know who I really like at defense? I like the Giants at 2,300. Now, that's not, that's not bad. It, you know, the Patriots at 3,600 is usable. They're just such more, they're so more expensive that I don't want to, I don't want to touch it. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would target a game that is cheap and is East Coast. Yes. Because I think it's going to be a monkey nightmare of field conditions. And at $2,300, that's going to save me enough money to go big elsewhere. And Craig has said, Philadelphia doesn't look great. So yeah, why wouldn't you uh, make that switch? That's right. That's right. I agree. Any, anybody jumping out? Uh, not really. I mean, going with that train of thought, like, you know, maybe, maybe Washington. But, you know, I agree with either either them or the Giants or the Giants. Washington's a hundred dollars cheaper. So Yeah. Yeah, let's see how it plays out. But yeah, definitely pay attention to weather this week more so than any other week. East Coast weather is gonna be bad. It should affect your decisions. It absolutely should affect your starting decisions this week. All right, final thoughts. Craig, what do you got for me this week? <sighs> final thoughts. Uh it's gonna be it's always the week before the playoffs is always crazy. So my final thought is just uh if you're betting, uh go light. Go light this week. Yes. Oh my God. That is exactly what I was going to say. Do You're either at a point in your budget where you are up and you are just playing with house money or you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Either way, stick to your budget and bet light because this week is going to be weird. So 
What's not weird is leaving us a review wherever you found us. Whatever podcast directory, probably Apple, that you found us on, leave us a review. It really does help the show. You can also reach out to us anytime you'd like. We are Fignuts at... Oh, Jesus, I just botched our own email. We're <laughs> FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. Look us up. Write to us. We'd love to hear from you. Another week in the books. Another season in the books. Hopefully next week we come back and we actually have positive things to talk about because I don't like being this negative. But man, did the universe just like hand me bad story after bad story. Yeah, it's all it's all bad. Yep. It's all bad. It's, it's all, all bad. Yep. <laughs> so but no, football doesn't have to be bad. Just us. We're salty. Our team stink. <laughs> you know. The Grinch stole our presence. And our roast beast. I don't know what to tell you, but so. All right. Well, we'll be back next week to start breaking down the actual playoff matchups. We'll see how close we got to the actual setup and we'll find out next week. And then we'll just jump right into the off season. That so sounds good hopefully to me. you're celebrating. Hopefully you're celebrating a championship this week. Congratulations. If you did, congratulations to our contributor to the cinch who won our ancient 30, the 31st annual CTFFL championship. Yep, he cheated and he knows it. No, he didn't. <laughs> he cheated, he knows it. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. But that's not true. No, he's that's not, not he true. Cheat. He didn't that's cheat. not true. No, he's driving his truck. Don't drive <laughs> off the road. No. We'll be back next week to break it all down. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. Thanks for the cookies. Mm.